0: What's up everybody, my name is Michael and welcome back to the Destiny Youth Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a phrase that God gave me a couple years ago that really stuck with me. See far and think big. See far and think big. We were taught from a young age that the Lord rewards us in heaven, but the book of Psalms and Proverbs says otherwise and we're under a better covenant reason I want you to see far and think big because you serve a big God that's given you big promises that requires big things of you that you can't do by yourself go to psalm 112 with me 112 praise the lord hallelujah blessed happy fortunate and to be envied is the man who fears, reveres, and worships the Lord, who delights greatly in His commandments, His spiritual offspring shall be mightily shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Prosperity and welfare are in His house, and His right in his, his righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. Gracious, compassionate, and just, who are in right standing with God, it is well with the man who deals generously and lends. Who conducts his affairs with justice he will not be moved forever the uncompromisingly righteous the upright and right standing with god shall be in everlasting remembrance he shall not be afraid of evil tidings his heart is firmly fixed trusting leaning on and being confident in the lord his heart is established and steady he will not be afraid while he waits to see his desire established upon his adversaries he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor and the needy his righteousness, his uprightness and right standing with God endures forever. His horn shall be exalted in honor. The wicked man will see it and be grieved and angered and he will gnash his teeth and disappear in despair. The desire of the wicked shall perish and come to nothing. I want to go over this with you. The first thing you have to understand is that the, the life of a believer should be one of constant victory. Whether people want to. Throw shade at you and say well what about Paul. What about the disciples. Look I can't speak for the disciples. But I will tell you this right now. That you will have. Moments. When things don't look right. Be prepared for that. That is the. That is, that is a given. Nobody ever. Nobody told you or told me. <laughs> that it was always going to be. Sunshine and rainbows. But faith tells me that it doesn't matter if there's a storm, it tells me speak to the storm and tell it to shut up. When Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, he was a sound asleep. And the disciples were like, "Lord, Lord, Lord, don't you care? We going to die, Lord. We going we going to perish." He got up, half asleep, went over to the edge of the boat and said, "Shut up to the storm." Now, most translations say he said, peace, be still. No, he said, shut up. Do you see what I'm saying? That tells us right there that it is God's will for your faith to speak to the storm and tell it to move. Okay. You look at this. It says that um, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. So you're blessed if you fear the Lord. Your offspring shall be mighty upon the earth, and they shall be blessed. Prosperity and welfare are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. So you're blessed and highly favored. There is nothing in this verse that says negative things about the believer Well, I know that's true, but what about over here? See, the moment you start saying, yeah, but what about over here? You're trying to turn the Bible on against itself. If the Bible says this right here and it's plainly stated right here, that means that either there's something that we don't understand somewhere else and it needs to be changed. Our understanding needs to be changed. Excuse me. Now you look at Genesis. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, the Lord said to Abraham, after after Lot had let left him, he said, lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I will give to you and your posterity forever. And I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth, so that if a man could count the dust of the earth, then could your descendants also be counted. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. Then Abraham moved his tent, and came and dwelt among the oaks of the terebinths of Mamre which are at Hebron and built there an altar to the Lord. So he said as far as you can see and as a, and as much dust there is on the earth that's how much of a uh, a descend of a descendants you will have that's how many offspring you will have countless offspring that cannot be counted see what i'm saying countless See far and think big. Don't base your life on what happened. Don't base your life on other people's theology. Look at the word for yourself and understand that it is God's will for you to see a fruitful and prosperous life. See far and think big. Many times as, you know, young people were taught, well... You you, you you enjoy this now because when you get older, it's not going to be like that. It's always somebody who's always had a rough life that tries to take, you know, the joy out of it. You know, it's like, bro, I'm five. Like, why are you telling me this? You see what I'm saying? You don't have to make the same decisions that those people did. You can make a decision right now. I'm going to do things God's way and I'm going to see his result because I guarantee you those same people that have something negative to say probably didn't do things God's way. And that's just being honest. Sometimes you have to be alone for God to teach you how to see far and think big. What does that mean? I'm not telling you that um, you're going, that God's going to take away your friends. and No, but you got to look at this. The Lord said to Abraham after Lot had left him. There are some people in your circle right now That if I saw them, I'd be like, are they saved? Real talk. There are some people in your circle that God, (laughs) sounds weird, God does not like them. God does not like everybody the same. That's just truth. There are some people God just, he's like, bruh. Like, that. no. That's a hard pill to swallow. But as his favor that he has on your life, he favors you because you walk up rightly before him. Does that make sense? What I'm telling you? So you have to sometimes be alone because your circle can be what's holding you back. God wants to bless you, but the people you're around, he don't want them to have that blessing because it's for you. It's for you. You see what I'm saying? And we in number two. We as people need to stop putting limits on God. Well, God, I don't want to be blessed this way. Did I ask you how you wanted to be blessed? Who's God here? Are you God or am I God? That's what he's asking. Now, don't get me wrong. He is limited to your beliefs in your situation. What I mean by that, God can still do what he wants to do if there are people believing him. But if you choose to doubt him, right, you're the one that's going to miss out. Case in point, look at, I believe it was second Kings. Elisha's prophesied, he said, this time tomorrow, you're going to be able to buy food mad cheap. Mad cheap, I mean dirt cheap, just you're like, it's going to be easy. And the guy, the, uh, the captain was like, he said, that couldn't even happen if the windows of heaven were opened up. He said, you know what? It's going to happen. And you ain't getting none of it. Guess what? The next day, food was dirt cheap. Obviously, there's more to that story. And I, you know, I don't know how it happened. And You can go read it for yourself, Second Kings. And, but the funny, the funny thing about it, the guy that said it couldn't even happen if God poured out a blessing, guess what? He got trampled to death when everybody found out that it was cheap. So they ran over him and he died. So God didn't stop it from happening. God didn't stop doing it. The guy who doubted just missed it. The reason we need to stop putting limits on God is because when we put limits on God, we miss out. He don't stop being God. We miss out. We miss our season. If we do not, if we do not faint. If we continue to do good and do not get weary, we will reap. A beautiful harvest, but you can't give up now. You got to keep going. Another thing you have to understand that, yes, God loves sacrifice. He loves when people are a living sacrifice, are willing to lay their life down on the line. He loves that about you, but he also loves reward. He loves reward. Hebrews 11:6. 6. He who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does that mean? Number one, you have to believe that he is the God God. That you read about in the Bible, the God from Genesis to Revelation. That is the God that we're talking about. Number two, you have to believe that he is a rewarder, which means that if it's in his word, that means he wants to reward you. He does not want you. Busting your butt to serve him and then you don't get paid for it. He is a God that knows how to pay real good. Let him pay real good. I learned something recently, man. And I said, my God, that thing hit me like a brick, man. If you have a hard time saying thank you, you're not getting much. If you have a hard time receiving, oh, no, 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 I don't need that much money. Knowing dang well your lights are about to be turned off. Guess what? You ain't getting no more. And it's not that God don't want to give it to you. It's just that, well, you said you don't need it. God will let you be petty all by yourself and move on. See far and think big. You got to think big that way you praise God for the last thing he did qualifies you for the next thing he's going to do. You see what I'm saying? All right. I want you to, um, now I want to talk to you about childlike faith. Okay. Watch this at that. This is Matthew chapter 18, verse one. At that time, the disciples came up and asked Jesus who then is really the greatest in the kingdom. And he called a little child to himself and put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you repent, change and turn around and become like little children. Oh, said turn about, my bad. Trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving. You can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child. Trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving is the greatest in the kingdom. You got to learn to trust God. Take him at his word. That's trusting. Trusting. When you were a kid and your mom and dad said, Hey, we're going to go to the store and you can get a toy. You got excited. You didn't say, well, I don't know about that. I don't have to open up the windows of heaven. No, you just believed God, didn't you? You just believed your, you just believed your parents. You didn't, you didn't add none to it. You didn't say, well, I don't know about all that. No, you believed your parents and they delivered. Well, if they didn't, we going to pray for healing. Okay. But I'm talking about, if you, you know what I'm talking about. Number two, he says lowly. What does lowly mean? That means they humble. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm just scraping for food every day. You know, I'm meek and lowly. Amen. No, it doesn't mean that you're broke and living in dust. No, it just means that you know how, you know, you know when it's time to keep your mouth shut. You know, when it's time to 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 uh, apologize and all that kind of stuff. That's humility. Mm. You know when it's time to just be in the background. You don't have to always be in the front. It said loving. You got to be loving. You got to be forgiving. You cannot even receive forgiveness for your own sin if you don't even forgive somebody else's sin. Ain't that something? If you don't forgive others, the hev- your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. That's what Jesus said. That's in red for all you people that I only believe in the red parts of the Bible. Guess what? It still counts. Amen. Number one, I want you to catch this from Matthew 18. There's no Bible verse that tells you to be like adults. It tells you to be as a child. Adult like faith is developed through pain, hurt and bitterness and the false doctrine of society. What is the false doctrine of society? It's all pipe dreams. What do I mean by that? You have some dreams that God gave you when you were a little kid and because you didn't see a way for it to happen and you got around people that didn't believe you and even sometimes it could be your parents, you put all those things on the back burner or you even shredded them up and killed them. You were like, nah, scratch that. I'm going to just do my own thing. See what I'm saying? Adult-like faith comes through disappointments You can't think big with bitterness, malice, anger, pain, hurt. Don't believe the hype. God, if God gave you a gift, he has an avenue for you to make money off of it. Because this is where most hurts come from. Most people's hurts come from. They believe God told them to do something or they've always wanted to do something. And guess what? They couldn't do it. Because it didn't seem like a viable business. But if. Especially in today's economy. There is a way for you to do it. And then it hurt because you had people around you. That you thought were going to have your back. And they didn't. You got to see far. And you have to think big. Number two. Children never doubt. What their parents say they can do. Children never doubt what their parents say that can do. If my parents told me you can be anything you want to be, and I'm saying this um, as an example, it really set your child up to be a success. It would. If you knew that, that um, your parents really believed in you, you'd be an unstoppable force. There's nothing like having the wind of your parents behind you. It sets you up to be a great person. And lastly, the Lord spoke to me one time and I, you know, I don't like saying it like that because, you know, automatically people think you, you crazy. But I remember this was January of 2020, right before COVID hit. He said, he told me that he is putting our worlds back together. And to go back to your childhood and ask me for things people said you could not have. And that put a fire in me that whenever somebody told me I couldn't, I knew I could. Have a, have a fire in you that when somebody tells you you can't do something, you take that as, oh, that means I can. Okay? I want to pray for you now because if you are dealing with that anger thing or that bitterness and that disappointment it's going to keep you from seeing far and thinking babe because in order for you to do that you got to have faith and faith does not work with anger mark eleven twenty-five. before you pray if you got anything against your brother deal with that none of this other stuff is going to work if you haven't forgiven so i'm going to pray for those of you who have not who are having a struggle forgiving or thinking about past disappointments where you tried this and that didn't work i prayed for that and it didn't work and i prayed for this it didn't work and i'm just tired of this i'm tired of that god is going to free you and heal your heart so that you don't think of them like that anymore you know that you have an adversary that wants you dead <laughs> to be honest the least of your problems is a failing business i'm not saying that to be a jerk but it's it, shows, it puts into perspective that your enemy is not just looking to end your business. He's looking to end you. If that sounds like y'all want you to pray this prayer with me. No, I'll pray for you. I'll pray with other people later. Heavenly Father, this person that's listening to me right now, they're hurting bad. They are tired of believing and being disappointed over and over again. Well, father, we know that that is not of you. We know that you are a God that answers prayers miraculously by, because you don't, you respond to faith. You love faith. You told us that when you come back to the earth, you said, well, I find faith. And Lord, we thank you that this person has divine faith flowing through them right now. Give them a fire to read your word, Lord. So that way, they can get more and more faith. They can understand what you want from them. In Jesus' name, heal every broken place in their heart and in their mind, Lord. Let them know that it was not you that caused this. Let them know that you love them and you want them to succeed in the things you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're not saved and you want to know Jesus Christ for yourself and you want to be on fire you 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 just ready to just run and take ground to see far and think big man it all starts with salvation it all starts with knowing jesus christ man ain't nothing better than knowing jesus christ well i'm telling you i've known some great things in my life but don't nothing come close to knowing jesus i'm serious i'm not just saying that like i've heard it before i'm telling you that's my that's my that's my buddy right there that's my friend man You need your friend, right? I want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I confess my sin. I repent of my sin. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit as you promised that you would. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. We're so happy to have you. I want you to know this. That heaven rejoices over one sinner who comes back to God. than a whole bunch of righteous people. You understand that? I'm telling you. God is so happy that you're with him right now. He really is. Get you in a Bible believing church that believes the Bible that makes room for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do because he's the head of the church. I'm telling you, man. Watch what God will do. I also urge you to join us in 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're doing it with a bunch of other uh, ministries. They're going to be joined January 2nd to January 22nd. It's going to be a good time and you need to join in. Why not join in in something good? Good for your soul. Good for your heart. Good for your spirit amen actually it is good for your body too because they found out that fasting actually cleans out your system so and it's only from 6 to 6 a.m to 6 p.m and then after that you can eat whatever you want to eat just don't 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 gorge yourself you know what i'm saying don't don't be crazy don't be stupid all right but i love you guys and i'll see you guys next time this is michael from destiny saying we love you praying for you bye-bye